The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Joining us live in studio 2A attorney, licensed firearms instructor, and a damn fine human being. Host of the Gun Guy Show, Guy Relford. How are you? Man, guys, I'm great. And thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street or PremierArms.com. Okay, so uh, the day before the election, uh, yeah. not, not nothing really good. You and I live in Boone County. Nothing really exciting going on over there. I did no, except research. we're finally getting rid of our idiot mayor. <laughs> right. was, yeah. was, I think, oh, the effing mayor? Uh, I'm the effing mayor. Yeah. yeah. I really had to do my research in, in Zinesville in the town council because like, if you want to really do like figure out who you're voting for or who you're not voting for just walk down main street in zionsville and like one of those radical jewelry jewelry places <laughs> right. with the trans flag and the blm yeah, sure, <laughs> and i yeah. just started writing down the names of the signs they had in front of their building and i said cross that off cross that name off cross that name off that was how i did my research for who to vote for uh in in zionsville but oh, we have yeah. a much bigger uh much more at yes. stake here in marion county just curious as to your uh, thirty thousand foot over what you uh you know what you're expecting tomorrow well listen I've, I've been catching a lot of grief on social media and otherwise because i've been calling out jefferson shreve since day one i've done it right here with you guys we've been doing it together but uh, the idea that the, the the a republican thinks the way to win an election in in indiana or in marion county specifically is to stab us in the back on the second amendment or to, to try to blame law-abiding gun owners for instance uh for the crime in marion county which of course is ludicrous and so i've been attacking jefferson shreve uh, uh, since day one, well, since he announced that policy, before he did that, I was excited about Jefferson Shreve. Same. I was so hoping he was going to finally come in and get rid of this complete idiot mayor we've had for so long, Joe Hogsett, and then he comes out and stabs us in the back on the Second Amendment. So I think there are bigger things involved. First of all, I think he he lost the race when he came out and announced that policy. If he somehow throws a Hail Mary because of all the money he's thrown at this and wins, so be it. We'll be rid of Joe Hogsett. That'll be, that'll be great. Because people have asked me that question, and I bet you've gotten the same question, Oh, yeah, guy. totally. What are you going to do if Jefferson Shreve wins? To which my argument was, good, Joe Hogsett's not the mayor anymore, but I've now got Joe Hogsett 2.0 as the mayor. Well, that's exactly right. And the next thing I'll do is I'll get ready to go over to the State House because Jefferson Shreve promised us, remember, that the only way they can pass all this gun control, all of which is unconstitutional on its face, but the only way they can pass all this gun control that Jefferson Shreve and Joe Hogsett have been pushing for is to amend the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act so as to allow a local government like Marion County and Indianapolis to pass it. So what I'll be doing if Jefferson Shreve wins is, one, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, ironically have a toast of of, of, of some form of alcohol to, to celebrate <laughs> Joe Hogsett being gone. But then I'll gear up to be over there in the state house doing battle with our Republican mayor on a gun control Second Amendment issue. And guess what? We'll go to toe to toe in the state house, and I'll whip his butt over there. <laughs> and you're so right about Jefferson Shreve because whether it was him or Abdul, I thought whoever the Republican nominee coming out of the primary primary is going to be they had a great chance and i was going to hitch my wagon to them because joe hogshead is just one of the great zeros of all time but the very first opportunity he got 
after the uh, primary, you got Jefferson Shreve throwing all of us law-abiding citizens under the bus to pander to the left. You lost me. I'm sorry. Well, that's right. And by the way, I think there's an honesty and an, an integrity issue here, too, which is, why didn't he announce his gun control plan during the primary? Bingo. When there were still other legitimate candidates for the Republican nomination, including our own Abdul. Why didn't he come out and announce his anti-Second Amendment leanings, outright policies, while there were still an opportunity for another primary candidate to win? Because he knew he was alienating a big part of Republican voters, and just banked on the fact that he could win the nomination, then announce it, then throw so much money at this election, they could turn around and still win. And, and listen, uh, if that turns out to be a winning strategy, then chalk one up for him. But in the meantime, can you trust the bastard after that? Well, not only that, but what kind of message does it send to the other Republicans in the party yes. if Sharif does win? What no, message that, does that send now? Yeah, the only way you can win a, 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 a race as a Republican in Marion County now uh, is to establish and to back on constitutional principles. Really? Is that what we want as a Republican party? I, and listen, I've had a lot of criticisms across the board for how Republicans run elections in Marion County. But how do we feel about that precedent being set? That the, the, the way to win an election in Marion County is to establish and to back on the Constitution so as to pander to the liberal base in Marion County? Against Hell, beatable no. opponent. I guess a beatable opponent on issues that he should be beaten on, which we see every day when we walk in the studio. We see it. We see the crime. We, you know, hell, the guy that tried to assault me on Marion County right here just got resentenced for violation of probation. I mean, I've lived it. That's what we ought to be talking about because we got people assaulting people on on Monument Circle and because crime's out of control and because what? 65% of, of murders go unsolved in Marion County. Monday, oh, wow. gun day. Guy Relford joining us. Uh, shift gears here a little bit. Last week, the Indy Star, they had like this story out there that 29 local organizations are calling for some sort of gun regulation after that deadly Halloween party shooting where the... Uh, Early 20s folks, late teens were having this big party at like an industrial complex kind right, of area, yeah. a business area. There was a shooting. I think 10 people got shot. One uh, young lady lost her life. And the story in the Star is that 29 different organizations are calling for gun regulations. Yeah, I mean, and, and I went through that list. And, and frankly, it's the same organizations that are always calling for gun control. But what, what we ought to focus on, and it seems fairly apparent to me, is... What are the root causes of events like that that we see in Indianapolis? Is, is another law going to change the fact that we have so many people illegally carrying firearms? Is, is another law going to change the fact that the judicial system just keeps you know, revolving uh, the door around to spit violent criminals right back out onto the street? You know, another law isn't going to change anything as to people who don't follow the law and repeatedly don't follow the law and repeatedly, you know, commit violent acts um, that that they've already been conv convicted of in the past. So uh, again, it's it's people calling out for 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 something that won't fix the problem. That's always frustrating to me. One of the things that I saw over the weekend was 
this rally that took place in Washington, D.C. guy, maybe you've seen the video of it. It's the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas people, and kind of reminded me of what we saw here during the Summer of Love back in 2020. Monuments being, you know, destroyed, graffitied on some of our historic monuments, people trying to climb the fence of the White House. And I I texted you that night, and I said, this is the answer, another answer, as to why people would need an AR-15. Because you always have those people, why does anybody need an AR-15? As if Israel wasn't enough of an answer. Or Ukraine. Or Ukraine. I mean, look what's happening in Washington, D.C. Well, that's exactly right. And and listen, even just in the context of being in my home, um, there's a reason they call them home invasions. Right, it's, it's it, more it, than one person. Yeah, it maybe not be hundreds and hundreds of people that are you know climbing a fence at the White House, but it's a whole bunch of people. And 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 listen, I have two answers. One is I don't have to answer the question of what do I need an AR-15 because it's the Bill of Rights, it's not the Bill of Needs. So I don't have to justify my, my firearm of choice to defend my home and my family to anyone, and 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 and, and I won't because the the Supreme Court stands behind me on that. At the same time. Is there a legitimate purpose? Of course there is, because there are times when there are multiple bad guys trying to hurt you or your loved ones, or trying to hit to hurt innocent people around you, and if you have the capacity to stop that as a law-abiding citizen, you ought to have the capacity to stop it with the weapon of your, of your choice, and that's exactly why it's a bill of rights and not a bill of needs. And let's be honest. It's normally not the law-abiding gun owner that's the problem. Like, when was the last time uh, there was a mass, you know, shooting? And I'm sure there has been one. I don't know. But it seems like very few of these shootings that you see are law-abiding citizens who have a legal right to own a gun using an AR-15. No. Well, what it is, historically, it's it's been a, a long line of people with um, recognized uh, and and then untreated uh, mental health issues. I right. mean, how many times have you seen that? Or people that have made multiple threats. I mean, uh, again, we saw it in Maine. How many yeah. times have you seen law enforcement come out and say, well, we had this person on our radar. Right. Well, had them on our radar. Okay. Well, I mean, and that that that's why it's as people with re- re- repeated issues that have been reported invariably to law enforcement, um, the people that should have been denied the right to, to purchase a firearm and weren't. Um, it's people like that. It's not... Um, the rest of us who are really affected by these laws that people want to pass. There's a reason why the NRA convention doesn't have these things happen, right? <laughs> right. Monday, gun day, Guy Relford, host of the Gun Guy Show, joining us here. Big week ahead of us in the Supreme Court. Yeah, it really is. Tomorrow, well, we have oral argument in the case, which is uh, U.S. versus Rahimi. And uh, this one, I'm all nervous about. Rahimi is just—he's not a good guy. He's, he's a guy that had a domestic violence order of protection issued against him, uh, had, had apparently abused uh, more than one woman, um, and and accused of any number of other criminal acts. So he's no, he's, he's no one that anyone's going to be sympathetic toward. However, he lost his Second Amendment rights and was convicted of a crime, um, which makes it illegal for you to possess a firearm if you have a domestic violence order of protection issued against you. And so the court, the the issue rather before the court, is whether when you haven't been convicted of any crime, when you've just gone through a civil proceeding, 
that the government only has to win by a preponderance of the evidence. That's like, you know, 50.0001%, where since it's a civil proceeding, you don't have the right to have counsel appointed for you, that when you've been through this civil proceeding with a low burden of proof, you have you have no due process protections like you do in a criminal case, do you still, uh, can you still, uh, under the Second Amendment, have your rights stripped from you? And and when you phrase the question that way, it, it presents what I think is a fairly apparent answer, especially under the new text, history, and tradition test that the Supreme Court um, has, uh, has announced as the test in Second Amendment cases, came out of the Bruin decision just last summer. So this kind of comes down to... Even scumbags have due process. Yeah, well, well you got to well, separate that's, that from that's what you're arguing. Right? Yeah, and listen, guys, there's a reason that Lady Justice and all the statues has a blindfold on, right? That's the reason. Lady Justice is supposed to be blind to issues like, uh, in matters of pure constitutional law, um, should I be swayed by the fact that the, the litigant at issue is a bit of a dirtbag? Right. Uh, that's where the blindfold comes in, and that's the way the process is supposed to work. Um, at the same time, I mean, no one um, uh, is going to shed a tear if this particular individual um, isn't uh, able to possess firearms anymore, except for the announcement of a constitutional principle that, that maybe impacts us in other ways. But it's, it's a big case. It's going to be argued tomorrow. A lot of times you can tell to some degree by the questions and and comments from the justices during oral argument how they're going to go. Uh, but it, 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 it it's a big day for that case. And just last Friday, the Supreme Court announced they're going to hear an appeal of another Second Amendment case, which is on uh, the Trump-era uh, bump stock ban. And the issue there is a little different. That's, that was that, kind of a fallout piece of legislation after the Las Vegas massacre. That's exactly right. You know, uh, there's still a lot awful lot we don't know about the Las Vegas shooting, but a bump stock was apparently used, and we've talked about bump stocks before. But right after that, Trump said, well, that's it. Bump stocks are gone. I'm telling the ATF you're making bump stocks illegal, and that's what the ATF did. Question becomes, however, does an executive agency, part of the executive branch, not a part of the legislative branch, have the ability to just go change the law? When last time I checked, Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution says all legislative power shall be vested in the Congress. So that's going to be an interesting case, too. Last thing here before we let you go. we got about a minute left here. Sure. I want to get your thoughts on this story from Florida. (laughs) A Florida roofing company hopes to pick up more business this month (laughs) after launching a promotion where they're offering an AR-15 and a frozen turkey to anybody who buys a roof. Are you down with these companies that offer up free firearms as part of their deal? Well, they're required by law to for anybody who wins one of these things uh, to be put through a background check, uh, just like you're buying a sure. gun in a gun store. Um, so, with, from that perspective, sure. I mean, f- my first reaction what I was going to say as you're reading that was America. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. America, I mean, turkey, a gun, let's go. I Holidays, mean, baby. They're going to go through legal channels, and the person who, who, who gets that is going to have to go through a background check. So, sure, why not? You know what? I think I. I would buy my roof, maybe, from that company. If all things are equal, if company A is not offering me a gun and a turkey, and company B is offering me gun and turkey, (laughs) eh, I think I'm going with company B here. Uh, You know what? Because last time I looked, I need both. Right. Uh, Where can people reach out to you if they have any more questions? Follow me on Twitter. Just at Guy Relford. At Guy Relford on Twitter. Guy, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.